Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Season's grilling, Nathan. <laughs> Season's grilling, bitch. Yes! That is a good title. That is a great title. I know. We haven't had a great title for a while. I was really happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and because that's what it's all about, it's, and I'm loving all the Christmas knickknackery everywhere in Beverly Hills. It's, me too. It's beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I've started Googling the potential purchasing of Christmas decorations for me already, so I was really into it. Oh, really? It. Yeah, man, I love Christmas. Well, we've got nothing else to look forward to. We may as well. <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm mentally preparing that there is a chance we'll be in some sort of lockdown over Christmas. <sighs> I think, yeah, we'll have, like, the visitor caps again. Yeah, so I'm just mentally preparing myself for that, which is why I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just spend money on Christmas decorations. Yes. Got to spend money on something. Yes. That champagne, that's pretty much all I need. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you find Bravo this week? Um, Beverly Hills was amazing. 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 It was so good. The best. It was one of the best episodes in years, I thought. I think definitely it was the best Beverly Hills episode this season, therefore one of the best Bravo episodes this year. Really? Oh, yeah, I, I don't think I've had this type of hype since the Potomac Smackdown with Candace and Monique, I was I think. just thinking the same thing. And I think also it's one of those things that after this episode I'm on – the YouTube, the podcasts, the Google to find out as much information as possible as it pertains to the Erica stuff. So like almost every day I'm like on the Daily Mail, my newspaper of choice, and going and I'll literally just type in Erica just to see if there's something new. Like, I mean, that really makes me sound terrible, but it's fascinating. It's our OJ Simpson trial. It really is. Because let's face it, they will be making movies about this and they will be making movies about Jen Shaw in the next few years. Like we, I don't think it's just riveting housewives drama. It's riveting pop culture drama. Mm -hmm. There will be the Hallmark movie of the story, the rise and fall of Erica Jane. I know we've already seen some, but... This is going to be a thing for years to come. It's fascinating. And it's fascinating because the story's not over yet. We're watching it every yes, day. Exactly. Like we don't know how it's going to end. You're right. This really is our OJ. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. It consumes me. It's like, it's my pet project. <laughs> it's my passion project. And, and that's why we're thinking we're going to do a Beverly Hills recap first yes. as opposed to Roni like we've been doing. So if you're just listening to the Roni recap, skip ahead because we're going to be looking at Beverly Hills first because it's where it's at. Yeah, like I just want it to be fun for us too, you know what I mean? It's like I want to make, And, and I want talking to... about Queen Sutton is fun for me because she is killing it. She is killing it. Sutton and Garcelle, I feel like I came late to the Garcelle party. Like I liked her before, but now I, love I am loving Garcelle. Garcelle is like our real life eyes in this show. Like she's, Garcelle and Sutton are us, except obviously hotter and richer and more glamorous, etc. Yeah, <laughs> and more Southern. Uh, um, I... I was watching, I've been doing all the Marvel movies in timeline order, just, you know, something to do in lockdown. Yeah, my And I got to the too. first Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Garcelle's in it. And oh, is she's she? only in it for like a couple of minutes. She just popped up and I was screaming. I was like, ah, it's Garcelle. I was like fangirling over her three lines. Oh my and I was God, like, I'm... she's a wonderful actress. Wait, wait, which one is she in again? Did you say she's Spider-Man? In Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, I'm going to have to just go and find it just to see her in it now. 
Yeah, she's she's married to Michael Keaton in the movie. She right. just has like a couple of words, but she's so natural. Yeah. She's just she shines on screen. Oh, she really does. She really and I, does. Yeah, I was fangirling over Garcelle. I love that. Out of all the Marvel people, you're fa- yeah. Well, I would I would probably do the exact same thing and I will do when I go and watch it after we record. <laughs> Yeah, well, she she is only in like half a minute. Just, I do not care. Flag. I do not care. That's all. I'm going to watch that half a minute. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, She's of great. course I will. And every time it's on the TV, because we watch the, those movies a lot, uh, I'll be like, oh, rewind. I need to see Garcelle again. <laughs> and one thing I was thinking with Garcelle this episode is yes. like, you know how when, when a queen has a solo scene, it can sometimes be... When a housewife, not a queen, but when a housewife has a solo scene, it can sometimes be really boring and dull. I, I even enjoyed her solo scene. You episode. always have, actually. I rem- like recalling when we've done them. You're like, oh, you know, you're like, oh yeah, Garcelle's in a ha- in a kitchen with the kids. Like you've always, you've always enjoyed her screen presence. I think, as I said, she, I'm, I'm late to the party. She pops on camera. She's stunning. When she was making that racket while the kid was learning Japanese the other episode, that was so funny. That was funny, actually. <laughs> that was also something that I would do, so I totally related to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm the worst. And Sutton, from hating her five episodes ago to just loving her right now. Uh, yeah, obsessed. Obsessed. Yes. I think- well, do you want to get into the episodes? This episode's called Seasons Grilling. I know. And we're still at Dorit's house with Sutton being a queen and Rina just being a demon monster. Yeah. Totally. What did she say? She said to someone, how could that affect you? I think, was it to Garcelle or to Sutton? To when Sutton. Sutton's like, I don't want to be um, involved in this. She's like, how would it affect you? One of the things that I was thinking, I was sort of thinking, especially with the difference between this scene and then later when Erica does come up, I thought they met like the day after that article in the LA Times came out. Then mm-hmm. they had their Christmas dinner a few days later. Like she had time to process it, slow down, calm down, not be so hyper-emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I feel like when when she was, Sutton was speaking, I can really see that journey. Do you know what I mean? So I really yeah. feel like she was being real in both scenes, which is why Rena pissed me off this episode. Rina pissed me off and Dorito pissed me off. Dorito and can go. Sutton was, and Garcelle were so good in this episode. I wasn't as bothered that Teddy was there, but once again proving how unnecessary Teddy Mellencamp is in our housewife's life. We don't She makes her. no impression. None. Not even with her outfits. And I no, know, and they're like, oh, she's not pregnant. She's going to be so fun. Not the case. No. And look, I know I was saying last week that Doritos outfits were kind of, I was over her overdressingness. Maybe I just like a happy medium because I love watching what Crystal's wearing. I think she looks great. For someone who doesn't mm-hmm. have a stylist, she looks fantastic. Yeah, like Teddy Mellencamp maybe needs just Dorito can give up her stylist for a day and give it to Teddy if she's going to be on our screen. I hope she doesn't do another pop-in. Oh, I don't need her. I don't want her. She can go home. Like when she got fired, no one was like, oh, I hope she comes in as a friend of. Not no, one single person. never did I think that. <laughs> Ever. I'm sorry. You were only there to give us Meg Ryan. You didn't, so go away. You didn't deliver, bitch. You didn't even give us Papa Mellencamp. I don't yeah. even care, but at least something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Dorito was so annoying this episode for oh. me. Like she pissed me off. 
last episode, like yes. a lot with her, you know, my, my best friend, my mum's best friend is black, but she just continued to piss me off when she was like, oh, I've sought, I've sought advice on this. And I was like, you, you talked to boy George. And what to advice? PK. Is she acting like PK is a lawyer now because he's a business manager? He's not a lawyer, correct? No, he's a business <laughs> manager. And from what I understand, he has one client that is boy George. It's like Stanford yeah. in Sex in the City when he had one client who was that gorgeous model. Like, come on. <laughs> At so least funny. Stanford had a rich grandmother who, you know, he could inherit the Chanel suits from. Oh, wow. You, you've got a good knowledge of Sex in the City. Yeah, I've watched it a few times through, maybe six or seven. <laughs> six or seven, Jesus. Probably more. It's one of those shows that I'll have on in the background when I'm doing stuff. Yeah, got it. Yeah, got I know it, it really well. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Well, and and that guy that guy on White Lotus, the hot gay one, he he was on Sex and the City, correct? He was, yes. I love was that. Was he on sh- for just like one episode or I two? I think it was two episodes. He iconic. Yeah, so he was he was like a fashion buyer or something, and he was like her like a gay new boyfriend, and Stanford was jealous. Oh, poor Stanford. Yeah, poor Stanny. The other day I was talking to my friend and I was like, oh, you're my like fun single friend. You're like Samantha and I'm just boring old Miranda. And she was like, you're Stanford. And I was like, what? (laughs) I love this person. Who is this person? (laughs) My friend Caitlin. Okay, well, I love your friend Caitlin. She can stay. Oh, Oh, so funny. That's hilarious. You know that's someone who loves you because she's, you know, selling you truth bombs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, no, no they're being real. I'm sad. Own, I'm owning it. I'm, I'm sad, Stanford, except he's got a way nicer underwear collection than I do. Oh, my God, speaking of underwear, mm-hmm. did you hear – because you know how there's, like, they're auctioning off a lot of Tom's stuff? Oh, yeah. Apparently they found, like, with tags on in his office, Agent Provocateur underwear. What's that? Okay. Oh, shit, sorry. Agent Provocateur is a high-end lingerie brand. Okay. And they found, because obviously they're, they're auctioning off stuff from his, like from Tom's office and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and her stuff from the house. But yeah, so high end female lingerie in his office. And Erica's like, well, that's not mine. And they're like, no, like they had tags on it. Who did he buy it for? Well, he didn't give it to them. Well, yeah, creepola. That's, yeah, that's odd. That's cru- like, was it for him? Was he wearing it? Well, yeah, what size was the was the lingerie? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't trust good... anything Erica says, so it could, it could have been for her. Who I'm knows? trusting her less and less. You know how I was fence-sitting? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I loved when Sutton said, hey, if I'm if I'm wrong and she's innocent, I'll eat crow pie all day long. I know. that's how I feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what pissed me off about the meeting, speaking of Dorrit, <laughs> was when she was saying, like as you just said, that she sought legal advice because she was saying, I don't want my support of Erica to be misconstrued to be supportive of the allegations. And mm-hmm. then that's when, like, I remember Sutton kind of air high-fived her from the other side of the couch. Yeah. So when they were saying when they did have the Christmas dinner at Kyle's with Erica, when they were saying, like, Sutton, you're not being truthful, you're not saying what you said the other night, I'm like, what about Dorrit? Because she did the same thing. That's exactly right. But, like, Sutton was getting to it, you exactly. know? I feel like Sutton was being truthful. Rinna were, just kept interrupting. And Rinna was letting Dorit freaking be the same way. I don't know. Yeah. I just thought this was a 
like Bandy on Sutton and Garcelle. And I loved when Garcelle freaking did the same thing to Dorit when she said, well, that's not true. That's not what you said. I thought that was great. Uh, Queen, queen Queen. behaviour. Yep, yep, yep. And then you mentioned last week that there was some like gossip that Sutton knew. So Mm -hmm. what what was that again, that one of his partners left or something? Do you remember? So what what happens is she's saying how with Erica's narrative, it all came from the car crash with the head wound three years ago. Yeah. But she says someone from the law firm left 10 years ago because they were suspicious. So she's saying if that's 10 years ago, then no, the car crash isn't important if it actually happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she was like friends with one of the partner's wives and they were saying shifty stuff was going on and the wife was like, well, you better get the F out of there. Is that right? Yes. And, yes. And then even um, even Rinna said that Tom's son-in-law recently left the law firm. Rinna? Yeah. I don't know. I get the impression that Rinna is letting everyone else say it so that she doesn't look like a bad friend. But I bet you any money she's thinking the exact same things. Yeah, but she's she's calling people out. Yeah. On, on what she would normally be doing. So and, it's like, yeah, let them do it. But and, then- yeah. Have a go at them. It just reads as fake. And we have to remember that these guys were talking about this months ago when the LA Times article came out. And because it was the LA Times who obviously mm-hmm. have to fact check, they're like, well, these are fact checked, proven to be true facts. And mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on. And we're on a TV show. So we don't know the wording that we have to use when speaking about this. Because that's, that's the thing. This is why I think it's bullshit that they've got that some of them have the shits that the other people sought legal advice. I think it's a great idea they did. They're like, I'm on this show. I'm talking mm-hmm. about this stuff. Do I have to say the word alleged? Like, I don't know. So I yeah, think it's a yeah, great idea true. to get legal advice because the LA Times article was full of legal jargon. They needed someone to explain it. And that's exactly what Sutton says. I needed someone to explain it in layman's terms. But that's the thing. It's like, and I think that's why maybe it didn't come across um, so clearly where Sutton was coming from with that because is she allowed to say on camera, we're on a TV show talking about charges or, you know, allegations, sorry, um, and I don't know how I'm allowed to on TV speak about allegations in a way that makes sure that I don't get in trouble. Yeah, she doesn't want to get sued for defamation. Exactly. Like it just, and you know, as she said, like, you know, do I have to be saying alleged every time? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Well, she, she's she's laying it all out, though. She's got her theories. Oh. So she says that she thinks Erica has spoken to Tom's lawyers to yeah. come up with a narrative, which is exactly what I was thinking. And yeah. when she said two plus two equals four, I was like, yes, bitch, it does. I know. I do wonder what kind of legal advice Erica's getting because she's painting this picture like there's something wrong with Tom. I want to know how that protects her. That's what I want to know. I want someone to explain to me how Erica perpetuating this narrative of the accident leading to a decline in like mental, what's the word? Um, Capacity. Capacity. How does this bolster Erica's defence? I don't get it. Well, yeah, she's even using the terminology. She's like diminished mental capacity. And I'm like, you didn't come up with that. A lawyer gave you that. of course not. And it is bullshit because Sutton says – um, clearly he's not been paying his settlement money from at least 10 years ago. So what has that mm-hmm. got to do with three years ago? And then in this episode, Erica says three and a half, four years ago. I'm like, well, which is it? 
three years ago yeah. or four years ago or three and a half years ago? Because if it was based on a car accident, you clearly would have got that right before you went on the teaves, you know? I don't know if there ever was an accident. Well, do you know that it has – someone has said – on the internet, so, you know, whatever. I don't know if it's true, but it seems to be that mm-hmm. the um, LA police or wherever it was around there has no record of an accident. There's no record yeah. of an accident. If that accident was as big as she says, there would have been – police would have known about it. Yeah, yeah. Like – Totally. It makes no sense that there's like no – like what's the word? There's no police report from the car accident. So mm. – did he just park the car weirdly metres and like a few hundred metres away from his house and then fall? Or did he actually have an accident? Because if he had an accident, there'd be a police report. I'm this, not buying it. Th- I'm not buying it either now. This makes and no it, sense. And then and Sutton's even like throwing suspicion on the whole mistress thing. She's like, the mistress is a deflection. It is a deflection. Like, yeah, it, it definitely is. Because as you said to, last week that the um, the mistress was from years ago. This wasn't a. Yeah. This wasn't a like a recent thing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I mean, and as Sutton said, Ruth Madoff has zero friends right now. People don't like mm. cheaters and liars and stealers. And that she said in her confessional, she's on boards and wants to stay clean. And it's true. Like, if she's got a board, various board positions, and I'm wondering if these are paid board positions, which would be Maybe. why she's worried about how it makes her look via association. Because if you're on an unpaid board, like, does it matter? But if you're on a paid board, yeah, it matters. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, because, like, you can have morality clauses in in contracts and things. Exactly. 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 And, oh, my God, I'm just so impressed with Sutton. She had notes. She was just dismantling every little theory and, like, narrative. Exactly, because stupid Dorrit kept going on about the $2 million Mm. of misappropriated funds from the plane crash, and that's when Sutton, or Columbo, as I like to call her now, um, goes, no, honey, there's the $12 million for Rui Gomez, and then there's all these other ones as well. Like, there's many of them. There's not just – there's not – it's, like, move on from the $2 million, you idiot. Mm-hmm. And how is it that Kyle turned around and said, I didn't read the article. It was too long. Liar. She's yeah. lying. She read the she fucking lied. article. Sorry. Just like she didn't cook that fucking food, she read the article. Exactly. She's a liar. Exactly. I thought that was funny because they were like, where's the money? And she's, and Sutton was like, girls, they spent it. What did you think they did, bury it somewhere? I- Erica's not talented enough to have the career that she has just from, from talent. They bought that career for her. And that's where we found out where this 25, well, apparently now it's $28 million went. Okay, so this was a Page Six article and they were kind of, I don't know, did you read the Page Six article? No. So the page six article that says, here's how Erica Jane's company allegedly spent, I love allegedly, $25 million from John, Tom Girardi's firm. I'm wondering, because it's talking about like the tr- like trustees, lawyers and sources close to the trustee. I'm wondering whether it's Ron Richards himself. But anyway, um, mm. so $25 million bucks that she took from uh, Girardi Keese. And it's more now. So from 20, 2008 to 2020, so how many years is that? 12 years or something? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so $14 million, actually it was $14,259,012.84, 
was charged to an American Express card. Now, it says an American Express card. I want to know, is that American Express card in her name, in Tom's name? Is it a Gerardi Keese Amex? I want to know. I want to know. And then her company spent, it was $14 million and and $1.4 million on various unknown purchases. So of that $14 million, I think $1.5 million was charged to this company called McDonald Selznick. They're a dance academy, so that's for dancers and choreographers. Mm. Over 102000 to Kim Kardashian's former assistant, Stephanie Shepard, so that's for assistant. A thousand dollars to make up by Mario. Another seventeen, almost seventeen and a half thousand dollars to Opus Beauty. So that's glam. So hairdressers, uh. makeup artists. Um, and then it was really weird. And other monies went to PR firms and publications. And by publications, so ten thousand four hundred dollars went to the LA Times. Very strange. Oh. 8400 to EFI Global Media Publishers that do Billboard and The Hollywood Reporter. So that's come from the lawyers representing the trustees, as in Gerardi Case in the bankruptcy. Then her attorney turns around and denies the claim and says, so apparently her attorney's told, replied to page six and said, Erica never had and does not have personal liability for any debts or obligations of EJ Global LLC, period. Okay, and just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. So I want to know, does that mean, you know how she said in, t- in the episode, this last episode, she said that she was kept away from the books, even the books of her companies. I'm like, so if her lawyers are saying that Erica isn't personally li- like liable for any of her company's debts or obligations, does Tom actually own EJ Global? Is this? Is the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. This is what I'm wondering. How are her lawyers going to go around? Because anytime you own a company, you're the personal guarantor for that company. Yeah. So unless someone else owns that company, how does that work? And how are you? How are, do you, have you never had the books for your own company? That's crazy. See, it's also confusing for me. This is why I need a dramatised movie about it. A hundred percent. I need it laid out. I mean, the thing is, we all have these questions because we haven't, no one's given legal responses to any of this yet. That's why we've still Mm -hmm. got all these questions. Because we're getting these tidbits that her lawyers are saying, well, she's not personally liable for EJ Global. And then, so we have a question, but we're not given an answer yet because those those responses aren't... um, aren't given to the public yet. So, yeah, so 14 million in Amex charges, 11 million to Glam Squad PR firm and dance agency. And then she has the balls to say, I don't know where that money is. Uh, How do you not know? Is she basically saying, well, I didn't touch the money, EJ Global did, and I didn't physically pay anyone? That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. So then this is a passion project. Erica Jane is a passion project. It's not a business. If you're not making money, it's not a business. It's like someone saying, I'm an artist, but I haven't sold a painting yet. You're not an artist until you made money. But she is making money. Well, she personally is making money from Housewives, but Erica Jane, the the character, whatever, isn't making money. It's costing... Where did the money – oh, yeah, she's not making money, but she is getting paid for, like, Chicago and a book and things. Yeah, but that's Erica Girardi. That's not Erica Jane. Erica Jane, the singer, the whatever, 
<laughs> auto-tuned her. She's literally a passion project that her husband has funneled money into to pay. And so now I'm wondering, you know, when he said to all these victims, hey, look, I'll invest your money for you. We don't want you to be like a lottery winner, get all these thousands or millions of dollars and then blow it. Did he, quote unquote, invest that money in Erica Jane? Oh, my God. Invest in property or the stock market. Don't invest in your wife's little singing and dancing And that's videos. the thing. It's a, it's a passion project. If you have money to spend and you want to spend, you want to blow it on that stuff, it's like when with last week when I was saying in Potomac about Candace and her singing career and she's funding it herself. That's a mm. passion project. Until Candace the singer makes money, you're not a singer. It's a passion project. Yeah. It's like me learning to sew. Unless I'm sewing shit and selling it in the store, I'm not a seamstress. I'm just dicking around in a sewing machine. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This makes me mad. This yeah. makes me so mad. Erica's, like, lawyer's response to stuff, I know it's about saving money because she is going to have to pay it back. They are going to be able to go for her. Um, the victims are going to be able to sue Erica for this money. So I get it. She's trying to keep as much of her stuff as she can so that she's got stuff to sell in order to pay it back. I get that. But her responses to things makes me so mad. Me too. And then I keep reminding myself, thank God she signed up for this. Because if I was in legal trouble, I would not be on TV. Uh, I would yeah. say, no, I'm not coming back for this next season or I'd drop out halfway through the season. But yeah. I really admire her for trying to push her narrative, even though I can sort of see through it. I just yeah. I love that she's still on the TV. Okay, that's true. That's true. I don't, what did you think of when Erica said to the ladies, are you really afraid of me? Like, did you think that she had a right to say that? I don't. No, I don't. I think she just had her back against the wall and she was just saying shit all the time. That that dinner was – well, do you want to finish up on this thing at Dorit's? Do you have anything else to say about the convo at Dorit's? No. I just thought it was – it was funny how at the end they're all like, she needs to answer questions. And I was like, Garcelle just got in trouble for asking questions, but sure, let's all agree that she needs to answer questions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much. No, that's pretty much it. I'm done. All right. Well, then we just have, yeah, Garcelle's little scene, which I loved. I love that they don't measure in cooking Haitian food. Yes. That's fun. Yes. Um, I've got nothing else to say about that, though. No, I thought that was a really cute scene. I really enjoyed seeing how Garcelle was so happy to have her family together. It was yeah. it was a real scene. It wasn't like, hey, let's get caterers and freaking wait stuff. It was just a normal family around a dinner table, enjoying being around each other. And it was that was a nice change of pace. I really enjoyed that. I think we needed something to be sandwiched between those scenes. I think we did with too. Erica of it all. I thought it was a good call to leave that scene in. It was, as you suggested, it it was just like something light in between the heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then we, we go to the dinner at Kyle's where she apparently cooked. I did not believe it for one single second. I mean, all the bitch did was have her own flowers catch on fire. That was pretty much her contribution. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she's she's FaceTiming with Dorito about, you know, whether or not they tell Erica that they met beforehand. Bullshit. And it's like, They've well, already Rina's already her. tipped her off. We all know that Rina tipped her off. She did, didn't she? Of course she did. And of they were sort of being like, did. oh, should we tell her? And I was like, well, yeah, she's going to watch it back eventually. You should just run up. No, nah, Rina told her. And the funny thing is I'm not mad that Rina would have told her. That's her very good friend. Of course she should have told her. Just don't lie that you told her. I'd be like, yeah, I told her. She's my best fucking friend. Of course I told her. Yeah, own it. 
If I was Rina, I would have probably got up halfway through from that meeting and gone, she's my best friend, shame on all of you, and walked out. That would have at least made me think that Rina was just sticking up for her friend. But this Mm -hmm. whole telling everyone else off for asking the obvious questions and not actually just standing up for her friend, period. I'm wondering if she's double agenting it for... um, for Erica, so she's like, I'll go to these things and then I'll come back and yeah. tell you exactly what everyone totally. said. Sorry, I mean, uh, I'm in survivor mode talking about double agents, but anyway. <laughs> and I just don't like how she's like, yeah, well, you know, you had to have your moment. You only asked it for your moment. And I was like, maybe people don't think like that. Maybe yeah. that's just you that thinks like that. Exactly, exactly. Mm. I thought it was so funny when Garcelle in confessional said that Teddy's annoying for no reason, like a nap. Oh, my God, that <laughs> killed it. I loved it. And she's right. Teddy is annoying. And I can't re- put well, my, there's a few reasons. I can't put my finger on anything specific. I think it's multiple reasons. There's nothing. There's not one specific thing that makes me go, oh, Teddy. There's just for lots of things. For me, it's the things. accountability coaching. You know that's made up. Exactly, that's they it. They made that up at the beginning of her stint on Housewives to give her a storyline. Because all Housewives God. have to have a job now. Unless they've got 45,000 children, they need to have a job in order to be on the show, no? This is why they have all these Sutton bullshit doesn't. businesses. Because Sutton's rich. Kathy doesn't. Because Kathy's rich. That's what we need. Yep. Rich I mean, bitches that didn't screw over widows and orphans to get that 100%. money. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I want to so know. Everyone, sorry, I want to know with Sutton. I want to know the details of her divorce settlement because it seems like she learnt a lot of legal stuff through her divorce, and I want to know the backstory as to how she got so cluey with all this. I think that would be hella interesting. Oh, exactly. I I missed it in the episode, but I was I was looking on social media and stuff, and there was that conversation about Erica wearing the headband. Did you see this? Yes. So that was in the after show. You know how they have to do that? And someone said on uh, a Zoom with her and Crystal and obviously the producer, and they – I'll send it to you. And they were asking if they thought that Erica was tipped off about their meeting. And she said yes. And they're like, who who do you think did it? And she just said, Rena. And Crystal's like, do you think she really was tipped off? She's like, yeah, she came in with a headband. Uh-huh. I just thought, and I don't exactly know what that means, but it was hella funny. So it's sort of like they they tell they tell women when they're going on the stand or in front of a judge or a jury or whatever yeah. to look innocent, to dress yeah. like a school girl with oh, a headband and everything. Oh, that's so, what it was. Okay, yeah, now. Yeah, was implying that she's performing <laughs> innocent because by she, having a headband. Okay, thank you. Because I didn't get it, but it was the delivery was funny. So, Erica, obviously, yeah, you're right. She was in a headband, a button-down cardi top. Like, she was wearing a cardigan, wasn't she? Yeah, and, and Sutton saw through it. Oh. So you're right. Like, she does have this legal knowledge that oh we my sort God, of are getting in snippets. Oh, my God, so funny. Now that all makes sense. I'm such an idiot. That's hel- way more hilarious than I initially thought. Well, I didn't pick <laughs> up on it until I saw people talking about the headband. Okay. And I was like, what? I didn't get it. I'm like, she came in with a headband. I don't get it. Okay, radio. Goes to yeah. show how innocent I am. It didn't even occur yeah. to me what that was. <laughs> oh, but- sad sack that I am. So everyone arrives. Um, I love that they stagger Erica's arrival so yes. she comes last so we yes. can all talk about her. Uh-huh. I loved when Kathy comes in saying ho, ho, ho and that she's going to have a gorilla. What <laughs> the hell? I even love the fact that she said when she came in and she said I'm like with her bag, like getting ready, I'm trying to put 10 pounds in a five-pound bag. I'm like, oh, my God, that is every woman with every bag. 
Yeah. And then she's, she's like, fun. I'm ready to have a gorilla. And she goes, I'm being dramatic. I'm going to have a horse, a gorilla, a barrel of chickens. I'm like, none of those things make sense. <laughs> and then what was with that flashback with her sister, Kim? That's my chicken. That's my chicken. Give me the chicken. What is it I don't with know. The I chickens? think that was showing it's like a family resemblance. Obviously, but I'm still what the fucking. I don't get any of it. And I'm loving it. Do you know, I watched, Does she um, mean I'm going to have a cow? I think she means I'm going to have a cow. Wow. Oh, my God. I, I love watched, this woman. Um, the the first episode of the Yolanda season. It had just, like, come on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I'll just put it on in the background. Yeah. Um, and Kathy's in it with Kyle. What do you mean? Um, it's Kyle. on Netflix. Housewives is on, on Netflix, Netflix now? Too. So it's on well, Netflix they, and Binge and Hey You. Well, so no, Netflix only has like three seasons of Beverly Hills for some reason, okay. and like all of the housewives, they sort of they come on, then they drop off. Right. I just, okay. I just put it on, so it's no, it's Kathy and Kim, and yeah. Kim's daughter, and Kathy's like giving her dresses for Kim to go out um, for prom. Right. And Kathy, it seems so different. I think I maybe just because episode. it's been eight years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. She just seemed like a different person. She's so much kookier now. Yeah. Well, you get set in your ways the older you get, right? You get more comfortable yeah, with that yourself. Must be it. You definitely, like, I let my weirdness out a lot more than I used to because I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's the fumes from all that cash that she's got. (laughs) I don't know. It does something to people. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't don't have cash fumes, so I don't know how that, uh, you know, contributes to one's state of being. (laughs) You know what? I I hate Rinna now, but I do prefer when she wears that wig. Oh, yeah? Yes. She's gorgeous, isn't she? I forget how pretty... Rina is with her normal Rina hair. When she puts on those wigs, I'm like, bitch, you're stunning. She she looks good, but she's just so fake. When yeah. she's like pretending that it's good to see Teddy, I was like, you forgot who Teddy was. Oh, they're friends. Rina, uh, Rina, they're the Fox Force Five. They hang out. That's right. They're friends. And, and Rina's uh, also saying innocent until proven guilty, which is the first time she's ever, you know, had that approach to any of her friendships. I literally wrote down since when is that Rina's mantra? Because she's always guilty until, until proven innocent or 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 exhausted into silence. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So actually, um, when they walked in, we found out that Crystal and Teddy are friends. I kind of like Crystal a little less than. Is that is that wrong with me? I think Crystal's friends with everyone in Beverly Hills. She's so nice. And why Except were they freaking some. out about her boobs? It's not like she was doing a Wendy. Like I don't get it. Oh, Wendy's boobs in this episode of Potomac were so distracting to me. They just looked so squished and squashed. They, I'm like, if you're going to get happy in nest, why are you smothering them? I was thinking you're strangling them. They're going to run out of oxygen. Let like, them breathe, I know. Wendy. Let them live. <laughs> <laughs> Let them pay their bills. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with Wendy's boobs. I just have a problem with the way Wendy dresses her boobs. So, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Erica's there. There's awkwardness between Garcelle and Erica. There's and then- awkward with the way Eric, sorry, that way that Erica asked for a Coke, 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 because she wasn't drinking alcohol because she drove herself. Was that for the cameras or what? Because we know production pays for the drivers and their town cars. So why is she acting all like, oh, I'm all poor now, I drove myself? Fuck off. I know, and I think, oh, maybe it's because it was, would interact with whatever meds she was on. Because did you think she was doped up? The ladies kept saying she looked exhausted. I think she would have been on, you know, a Xanax to calm down. I think she might have been on seven. Because even Kyle's yeah. like, she seems really low. And I was yeah. like, well, you would be low. But she did yeah. seem pretty I reckon she would have level. taken some anti-anxiety medication for sure. And that's probably, as you put it, pointed out, why she wasn't drinking. 
Yeah. So they, they sit down, they all get the food that Kyle cooked. Oh, yeah, that Kyle <laughs> chefs cooked. I mean, if there was one, if there were servers there, then that's one thing, but there were chefs there. Why would you cook yourself and then hire chefs? Come on, Kyle. She, she mentioned it a million times, and I was like, there's no way you mashed those potatoes, babe. Yeah, goodbye, Kyle, goodbye. Goodbye. So, yeah, they're at the table. They eventually just get to talking to it pretty pretty quickly, which I, I love. Yeah. Um, was it Sutton that said, are you truly blindsided? Yes, or, it was Sutton. And Erica was like, go ahead and ask the question. And she, she's like, well, did you know? Yeah. And then Sutton said, it seems like you could get info before the press. And she said, I don't have access to lawsuits before they hit the press. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do because you're getting served with them, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, Crystal brings up the whole three years thing, yes. which I was like, good on you, well, Crystal. Well, because they bonded over um, Crystal's dad having Alzheimer's. So, oh, yeah. So to her, if you're bonding with me over the fact that your husband has dementia and my father had dementia and that was a lie, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't pick up on that. And that's when Erica's like, I don't know. I know what I've seen the last three and a half to four years. And I'm like, now I understand, like, if someone has dementia, you don't necessarily recall the beginning of their decline. That's fine. But if you're saying that you saw mental incapacity post-accident, I think that's you would know the difference between three years and four years. Yeah. Like, yeah. did I hit my head in 2016 or did I hit my head in 2017? I'm thinking if my partner hit his head, my partner of 20 years, just like Erica, hit his head, I'd fucking remember when that happened. So You would. That pisses would. me off. That that pisses me off the same way that it – well, probably not the same way that it pissed Crystal off, but my grandmother had dementia. Like, don't be fucking bonding to me over dementia when I'm sad and – like devastated and you're making it up. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And Sorry. so Dorito's just pussyfooting around and just I, I see why they say she's long-winded because she's really struggling to get to the point. And then and she's bitch and says no one is looking to pry into and that's when Garcelle's like, uh, that's not what you said the other night. Amazing. 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 I'm like, yes, Garcelle. And that's when, like, Dorit, Dorit has to be like, oh, well, yeah, we did meet the other night uh, yeah. uh, after Sutton's request or something, didn't she Yeah, say? she threw Sutton under the bus. And, I'm, and, and I, I like, love it. It was your house, Dorit. It exactly. was your house. Exactly. And I love it. When, that's right. If I was Sutton, didn't I would have said, up. yeah, uh, we did it at your house. You could have said no. And I love how yeah. Garcelle in confessional, I think that's when she said, I don't remember her being that supportive when we had our sister circle moment. Because that's a TV uh, show in Atlanta, sister circle. I love uh, that. Right. Atlanta, yeah, one of the they, Atlanta married to medicine chicks was in it for a while. So, yeah, love. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So this is, yeah, where they talk about who got the legal advice. And um, did you notice, like, Kyle lied and said that she asked Faye's husband because she didn't read the article. Bullshit. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Faye was attached to the O.J. Simpson trial, so I would be wanting Faye's perspective on this. Well, but also Faye's husband's apparently a lawyer. That's what well, Kyle that's said. True. She asked Faye's that's husband. In other words, I was gossiping with my best friend, Faye, who yeah. probably turned around while she was on the phone and said to her husband, hey, honey, have you read that article? Can you tell us what it all means? So you didn't turn around and casually talk to Faye's husband. You were gossiping with your girlfriend who probably turned around to her hubby while he, when he walked in the room and asked a bunch of questions while you're gabbing on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's so, what I would have uh, done. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, was it Kyle said something 
about Sutton not being clear and she was like, well, tell me what you want me to be more clear about Kyle. Yes. And then she brings up the $20 million elephant in the room. Yes. And, oh, my goodness. Exactly. And Erica was, like, waving her hands in Sutton's face. Yeah. I mean, Erica knew this was coming. She was pissed. She knew it was coming. I think Rinna told her everything that everyone said, which is why Rinna kept saying, that's not what you said on Saturday night or whatever night it was. That's not what you said the other night. Because she wanted them to admit what they said in front of Erica because she's already told Erica what they said. Yeah. Because otherwise she'd be the liar. Sorry. And Dorit's trying to backpedal and play totally. it all down, but she's using the word complicit. And yes. Erica's like, it's not nice to repeat those words. Yes. Let's take all that backfired on your Dorito. It did. And I think, look, Sutton and Erica have basically, they barely know each other. Sutton's known her for, what, one one season? They're not friends. So I yeah. think when the dust settles somewhat, I can imagine if I was Erica, I would be more upset with Dorito and Kyle than I would ever be at Sutton. Just because, like, they're supposed to be her actual friends, right? Yeah, yeah. But then Rina did ask, where does $80 million go? And Erica's like, explain that. And before I I saw the Page Six article, I was already writing in my notes, have you seen your wardrobe, your glam squad? I know where the money's gone. That $190,000 ugly ring that she has. I know, gross. Yeah, I mean, even Cartier it, makes It's infuriating. Mistakes. Yeah. But, oh, man, I loved it. I, I loved it. I know. Um, Garcelle, uh, Garcelle, she fires up because she's oh. like, well, you know what? My sister had a kidney transplant yes. go wrong and her lawyer fucked her over. So if it's true, then fuck Tom. I love how the cameras were showing Erica's not moving face, but you could sort yeah. of see she was not happy about what Garcelle was talking about. You could see that she was kind of doing the whole, like, here we, like her face, when I was looking at Erica's face, I was thinking, I'm like, she's like doing a here we go with a, you know, uh-huh. this happened to my family and therefore she was not happy when Garcelle was well, doing the fuck Tom. It's like how, and I agree with Garcelle when she said in confessional, I don't feel like she's angry at Tom. I agree. Erica looks like she is angry at all the women. She doesn't look like she's angry at Tom. Which and is, she doesn't give a shit about the victims. No. And look, I'm trying to not crucify her like Lindy Chamberlain and the dingo who ate her baby. I'm trying to remind myself people don't have to give you the emotional reaction that you want to make you feel better because it's not about me. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to do that, but I'm finding it very hard. I know that Erica's doing the whole like, what am I going to do, fall apart, getting emotional is not going to help me. I understand that that's her personality. So I'm trying not to take it personally, her lack of emotional, seeming emotional sympathy. And I do know that once all the dust settles, she's going to write a book. She's going to turn around and be Mm -hmm. like, of course I was devastated, but I had to do this, this and this to make sure that I could have the money to give to the widows and orphans. That's what's going to be her spiel down the road. I'm sure that that's... at the moment she's just complaining about paying for the power bill to heat up a pool. I know. It's tone deaf, isn't it? And I don't understand why her lawyers are not drafting a statement on Erica's behalf that legally doesn't make her appear complicit with anything but just shows sympathy for said widows and orphans and burn victims and cancer victims. I don't know why they're not doing that, which is why I'm like, maybe spend some of your housewives' money on some legal PR. I don't know, but I just think it's in poor taste. 
Totally. And when Garcelle says the victims are the most important thing and you'll always be okay, that's no, that when was... everyone's like, oh, yes, of course. Oh, the victims. Yes, Wasn't that Kathy who said that? Oh, I thought it was Garcelle. But oh, Kathy, Kathy right. does say. I noticed that Kathy was definitely more inclined to be on the same page as Garcelle than any of the others. Well, Kathy's done her distancing. I don't know her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I loved when Kathy, Kathy was like, when when she was talking about how she's been answering questions, she was like, it's been good practice. Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> what do you think of Dorit's little prayer? Dorit's prayer? What was Dorit's prayer? I can't remember. I didn't she write did notes. a little prayer circle afterwards, talking to God. I don't remember. Oh, I, well, it wasn't. I didn't even write cheesy. any notes. Okay. Oh, that's so, so, um, so, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end, it was kind of pre a toast sort of thing to like you know to a better twenty twenty one or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, uh, not bloody lightly. Not bloody lightly. Not for her. And I just, I love at the the confessionals at the end of this episode where Sutton's saying how she feels set up and she's like, they got me. Yeah. And <laughs> Erica being like, you can smell a coward a mile away. Like, fuck off, Erica. Yeah, Erica, you're the f- – yeah, sorry, maybe I won't say that. I was like, yeah, Erica, you're the coward. You bailed the first chance you got. Uh, wow. I don't know. Oh, Erica says something like you can smell the cowards right away. Are they rats leaving the ship or am I leaving the rats? It's like, uh, no, you're one of the rats, honey. Yeah, you're both a rat and a ship. Yeah. <laughs> you're the old couple on the Titanic hugging while the ship sunk. Pretty much. And I don't know. Next time, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of tidbits for next time that I'm not interested in. I'm not interested mm. in the garden party for Rinna Beauty. I'm not no. interested in Rinna's nonna's wedding dress. No. Are you interested in Kyle and Kathy having words about the American Woman TV show? And yes. I like last season. I was on Kyle's side because P.S. I watched it and I loved it. Hmm. Um, but then when Kathy said, I wouldn't do that without talking to you, I'm like, are you serious? You got a TV show made about your family and you didn't discuss it with your family at all? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying yeah. you have to ask their permission, but surely you would have spoken to them about it first. No wonder Kathy had her back up because if she thought you were doing something behind her back, then she would have thought that there was a reason you were doing it behind her back and she'd be pissed. Yeah, no. So I'm. I, I think we need the closure on that storyline because we didn't. We don't have Kat's side of it. No, yet, we need. We? we need more context, don't we? Exactly. We need more context yeah. to justify why why we're going to be on Kathy's side, basically. Because we are. we will be exactly. <laughs> and then Erica and Sutton fight, and Dorrit calls Garcelle a bully, and Garcelle flares up as you would. She says, "Fuck you, fuck you." Amazing. I can't wait. It reminded me of Cuntgate with New Jersey. <laughs> God, I miss Cuntgate. <laughs> I mean, New Jersey, it was the first episode was amazing. It was it was an okay last season, but that first episode was everything. The first episode was great. The first and the last, basically. I can thinking about it, I just think of Cuntgate, I think of the the bowl of cheese cubes getting thrown oh, in the air. And, that was and so I think good. of Jennifer face planning. At the pool. That's all. I, that's all I can remember. They. That was pretty much the season, right? Those. Those. And that three, was only like three months ago. <laughs> and we're already hearing that they're re, they're filming already, and that what's her name? You don't mean names. The one that fucking fell on her face. What's her name again? Jennifer. Jennifer. We hear that Jennifer is not getting along with anyone. <laughs> Fantastic. Apart from maybe Teresa. 
and mm. apparently there was like a rumour about Bill having an affair on her years ago, but now the rumour mill circling that she was the one that actually had the affair. So I don't know how much of that's going to be on the show. I believe she had the affair more than Bill had. Me too. I was just thinking that. Because I love Bill. She was a party girl, remember? Yeah, that's true. I mean, to be honest, how maggot that poor woman gets. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't say poor woman. She self-inflicted. Like, if she did sleep with someone, talk about, like, mental incompetency as if she would know what she was doing or have (laughs) any... Diminished mental capacity. Yeah, I'm sorry. Have you seen... We've seen Jennifer Aiden drunk. That is diminished capacity at its (laughs) finest. Diminished physical capacity, mental capacity. I I couldn't... Like, if someone, like, who gets that drunk has the ability to stand on their two feet and not throw up... I mean, yes, she did throw up a couple of times last season, i.e. in Bill's mega expensive car. Good times. Remember how she threw up all in the lobby as well and Bill had to clean Uh, it up? See, how can I hate Bill when he cleans up his wife's vomit? So funny. And the guy's a plastic surgeon and can afford to pay 20,000 people to clean up her vomit. And he does it himself because he loves her. And then took her into the shower and bathed her. And he gets just as drunk. I know, he's great. I know, remember when he hit his head that season before? (laughs) I think I loved Jersey more than I'm loving this season of New York. A hundred percent. Do you want to cover New York now? All right, so we we are at the rest of Black Sabbath. Yeah. um, For Roni. Oh, wait, the episode's called... Bitching and Ramoning. Yeah, Mm. Bitching and Ramoning. I liked that. I like that too. I I know, I'm just sick of Ramoning. Yeah, I am sick of Ramoning. And Um, then Ramona moaning because now she's in the kitchen. She's rambling to this poor cater waiter. I know. She's rambling and now she's against like pronouns. Yes. And then she's talking about uh, she was so busy with accountant and business with the real estate. No time to eat. No time to eat. Blah, blah. (laughs) And what was so funny about that is that she was eating that whole plate of food in the kitchen. And then when she sits back down at the table, she's got another whole big plate full of food. And Lou clocks her. She's like, why are you eating so much? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Why was she eating so much? Whose plate of food did she eat? Because she ate hers in the kitchen and all of a sudden (laughs) she's eating at the table and I was like, is someone going without? Or what's the face (laughs) is running the Black Sabbath missing out? Yeah, probably. Archie doesn't get to eat. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe some of that food was for production so she took one of theirs because she wouldn't wouldn't be... She took a crew meal. She would not be above stealing a crew meal (laughs) at all. But yeah, but it's you... just like at the kitchen. She's like, "Oh, I'll just eat it now and not later." And but... then all of a sudden, she's eating the second the well, serving of couscous or whatever it when was. When she was eating in the kitchen, it looked like you know when chefs kind of go, "Here's the salad, and we put that on everyone's plate, and then we'll get the protein and put that on everyone's plate." Mm-hmm. It's like she grabbed it only when the salad was sitting on it. So she she really only ate a salad in the kitchen. Maybe they just had to put more salad on her plate. This bitch was snacking the whole way to Jersey in that bus. Like, we saw it. Stop I know. telling me that you're hungry. And explain to me why she was confused about the pronouns. I don't get it. What was confusing? She was just, she was just rambling and she's like, oh, now people want to be he, they, he, she, they, them. And she was just like over it. I don't. I was like, oh, this. Yeah, she's I was just like, gross. how many people do you need to piss off in one night? Can she just stuff her face and stop talking? Honestly. Well, she, she just doesn't stop. I know. And then what I don't get, okay, moving on from her for a second, this seems Uh to happen a lot with Sonia. One minute Sonia is fine and the next minute she is so blind drunk. It's Uh like I don't really see much of a lead up 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you can't even say like, oh, she's starting because no, she just starts. Not at all. I mean, she was, it's like one, te- does she have like one tequila, two tequila, six tequila drunk? And did Ebony also say Black Sabbath? I think she did. <laughs> at some point just before Archie starts talking about Shabbat being something to do with soul searching, I can't quite remember. She, I think Ebony said Black Sabbath. That was funny. Do you I'm know sorry. what? Ebony's kind of funny. When yes. she said, what did she say? She said, that's that's a pause on white people, a timeout on the white I people. I know, that I was funny. that was hilarious. She is funny. I told you that before when, when they were in the Hamptons and this was just before they went to go do the talent show or whatever. She was cracking me up. Yeah, she was. I think in, a, in another season, in another world, she might have been a good housewife. I think she's season, a lot funnier yeah. than she's showing us is what I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe put her opposite someone that's not Ramona. Yeah. She, she'd shine. And I think Ramona's dragging her down because Ramona sucks this episode. She does. This season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as then, much as she can be funny as well. She's oh, yeah. just so she's, infuriating. Yeah, she's just being gross. She's being she's saying ugly things and, and there's nothing attractive about that. Nothing. She just needs to shut up. When the other people are sharing their stories, you don't have to come in hot with questions that, that contradict and tell your story. I know. I know. The thing about how when she was giving birth, she didn't get med, so it's not just a black thing. O-M-F-G. It was painful to watch. It was ugly, actually. It was ugly. I have no problem talking about serious things on on The Housewives. I get it. We Mm -hmm. do watch it mostly for the light and the shade. But nothing. And the funny thing is, Ramona keeps saying, I want light, but she's the one making it awful. It's not. She's not just being shady. She's being ugly with her words. It's like, you're the one making it heavy, Ramona. Exactly. And, like, even going back to the Ebony K. Williams Harlem Night educational dinner party, yeah. like, that could have been fun if we just had a few moments talking about the historical black figures, acknowledge them, and then we had, like, some fun at the I party. Know. That would have been, it would have been, like, the perfect mix. But, but Ramona made it terrible by focusing on how she didn't want to learn anything. I know. By whinging about it, you're just prolonging it anyway. You're keeping it in that space that you, don't, you didn't even want it to be there. Ridiculous. Yeah. But now, next in this episode, all of a sudden, Sonia is smashed. She's a nut job. Pissed off at Ramona. I think every time Sonia gets drunk now, this whole thing that Martin did in the boxing ring to tell her to stick up for herself, every time she's mad, she just wants to find Ramona and tell her what she truly thinks of her. What did Martin unleash in her? I'm into it. It is good TV. But, but like, what's a step and repeat at your charity got to do with anything? I don't know. She didn't have a step and repeat. Is that her saying, like, it's not about taking photos to make yourself look good in page six? I think I that's what she I thought she was saying meant. she does have step and repeat. No, so she it's said, like I, don't, I don't have a step and repeat. So it's oh not just so about. Who gives a shit? Well, that, her way of saying is it's not about. Charity isn't about looking good looking as if you're being charitable it's about actually being charitable i'm starting to understand sonia speak and it's it's scary but i did write down some things that she said Do, do you want me to read it yeah go for it just picture sonia screaming and slurring what are you doing on a daily basis to help somebody so don't shut me up don't you ever shush me never shush me and please have some boundaries I thought that was fun. Um, do something for others and stop social climbing. Social fucking climbing for yourself. For what? Another yacht? Another plane? Another dress? Another Gucci? 
I didn't, and that's what she was banging the table. I didn't even need subtitles for that. And there goes the napkin slammed on the table and Ramona says she's lost her mind and Sonia says, oh, yeah, why don't you find one? Find a fucking purpose. I thought that was awesome. I thought I thought it was a good line when she said, why don't you find one? But yes. she ruined it by saying find a purpose. Find yeah, a purpose. I know. When she says, why don't you find one, as in her mind, I loved that. That would have been great. I, there, it wasn't the right place, right time for what she said to Ramona. But no. at the same time, I loved every minute of it. Like, I kind of wish that Sonia had that rant to Ramona at their joint birthday party. That would have been amazing. Because there was a, mm. she's absolutely right. She's sick and tired of Ramona being a fucking user to try to make herself look good. I loved the whole Sonia about it. And I'm sad to admit, I really prefer drunk Sonia. What can I say? Okay, but where do you land on the peeing in the driveway, even loved though the it. house is right there with the toilet? Loved it. I thought it was. No, you didn't. I don't need, she's not peeing in my driveway. So I get to look from afar and laugh. It didn't make sense. She's like, oh, if I went back inside to pee. Lou would have left. And I was like, the, the bus isn't leaving Honey, without you, Sonia. she's of an age where she can't hold her bladder as well. So when you got to go, you got to go. So that's what it was. It had nothing to do with what – it had to do with the fact that she went, shit, i got to pee right now. That's what it was. That poor – I forget the name of the woman that was hosting it. What Archie. was her name? Gretchen or something? Archie. Archie. Gretchen. <laughs> that poor woman. I know. It was what a, a horrible show. evening for her. I'm sure production would have paid for someone to clean her driveway. I hope production paid for someone to clean her driveway. I don't know. It's. Uh, it I mean, I loved it. I mean, you got to admit that Sonia going off at Ramona was way more fun than Ramona. Like, oh, I know. Were you just exhausted and over it all at that point and over all when the When she pain? called the Uber, I was like, great, go, goodbye. Oh, so glad. And then she kept, she's an idiot. She kept saying, I'm tired, I've got to go. It was weird. Oh, same with like Erica with the timeline. She was like, I've been here for five hours. And then all of a sudden she's been there for three hours. Yeah, the ride was two hours, And I was like, Whoa. How long have you been here for then, Ramona? Just calm down. I mean, when, when Ebony said time out on the white people for tonight and Ramona said, oh, so we're segregated now, I'm like, <sighs> what the fuck? Like, no, your audience, that is not funny. It's not funny. And then she, Ramona says she's both black and white and I didn't get it at first and I'm like, are you referencing your zebra print clothing? Yes. What a moron. She's a moron. Just no, like she needs to be dumped on the island and abandoned. Just oh my no. god, I, I loved when Ebony when she left and Ebony tells everyone that Ramona was. I think she said cunt. It was bleeped out, but she I get did. the feeling like she, she said, said cunt. cunt. She like did like three times. Yeah, amazing. She said something like when she ate, she was less of a cunt. Yeah, like, right. and the thing is, that's a hundred percent true. When she ate, that's pretty much what Ramona was—just a little bit less of a cunt. A little That's bit, it. but still Just completely unfiltered, oblivious, I ignorant, don't get racist. How Ebony isn't furious with Ramona. Oh, she's a stronger woman than I. Ah, a hundred percent than any of us. Because then later on, she goes on to say in the episode that they have more in common than you would think. What you're black and she's racist towards black people? Is that what you have in common? Because I can't figure out what you have in common. <sighs> they both live in New York, I guess. They're both single. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Knows? I do not get it, and I do not get it at all. 
So the other thing I really loved and is the next day when Luann and Ramona get together. Oh, it was so funny when Ramona opens the door and she says, I was just talking about you to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you mean to production? To producers? To camera yeah. people? I mean, come on. And then what I don't get is when Ramona says... Sonia has no regard for people's feelings, property, and no regard for herself with the way she's acting. I mm. know they were referring to the fact that Sonia peed on the driveway, but Ramona said all that in a sentence with a straight face. She's not self-aware. No. Nah. The only good thing really about this whole thing is what I loved is when Luann was on her way to Ramona's, the Christmas music and Christmas bells that, that were playing, love. I'm loving all the Christmas crap. I'm getting yeah. into it. But then, oh, and you like the thing about <laughs> what Ramona says to Lou? Oh, yeah. So Ramona was trying to justify why she had to eat and then had to leave because it was late. And she said she had to go to bed. And Luann's like, yeah, but you, she calls her out basically and says, it's nine o'clock. You go out dancing at that time. And Ramona says, not anymore. Not in the past week. <laughs> Come on. Or with all the excuses, she's got the vertigo, she's hangry, she's tired. Like, just say, as as Luann says, I think in confessional, you just wanted to get out early because it was Ebony's party. Exactly. And I love how Luann laughs and says, you're funny. So Ramona kind of gives her this squinty look. It's like, Luann knows full well that you're lying. She just doesn't care. And I yeah. enjoy that side of Luann. When she's like, I've got your number. Everyone's got your number. I just don't care. I'm like, oh, my God, Luann, that's us. Yeah, exactly. But that whole I need to go to bed at nine, I'm tired because that's what I've done the past week. What <sighs> the fuck? That cacked me up. I was like, <laughs> okay, Ramona lies. I've said it a jillion times. She lies like a five-year-old. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so funny. It's crazy. Um, what else do you uh, want to the, talk about from this episode? Well, the only thing I really enjoyed in the rest of the episode was um, Sonia's dog Marley just eating the meat off of that platter just oh, like one by one. Me too. I wrote that down too. Loved it. Loved it. That was hilarious. That, that's kind of it. That is kind of it. I mean, there are other things that happened, but nothing exciting. I mean, they met with the ladies of the Fortune Society with Luann, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and nothing. Ramona was there for some reason and she just kept putting her foot in the mouth. Well, all, I think all the ladies were invited because Sonia couldn't go because her house was poop soup oh, and Leah still, was still in ISO. So I think all the ladies were invited. I think it was that whole of you you all helped me do that song and the proceeds were going to the Fortune Society. I want you to meet the people that it's going to benefit. Yeah, and it's a cast of five, so they're going to invite everyone. It would have been more interesting if Ramona would let people talk. True. That that girl who was in prison for conspiracy or whatever, and she was just like stuck there without getting a court date because of a system glitch or whatever. Like that's yeah. kind of really interesting. That was very interesting. And then except I didn't need Ramona to explain what conspiracy means. <laughs> oh my god. I think this was when Ramona and Ebony were trying to explain to Luann after after this, how they were alike. And Ramona turns around to Luann and says, you're not as mind depth as we are. <sighs> what? I know what she's trying to say. But what is she trying to say? She's trying to say that you're not as deep as we are, that we we go deep really quickly and so therefore we have a connection. She's saying like Luann's more surface. But I don't know. the way that she said it, you're not as mind depth as we are. 
I want to know when Ramona learnt to speak English and who taught her English because she does not speak English. No, she speaks Ramona. I kind of love how bad, and I hate how they say they're Ramona isms. They're not Ramona isms. Ramona just doesn't speak English correctly. So yeah. it's always nice to make. It's always a little pat on the back when someone else is clearly more stupid than you are. I That's mean, true. That's what, true. How the fuck did that woman make so much money? That's what I want to know. Like, oh, I hope we've got a legal scandal coming up that explains it for us. That uh, she'd just leave the show. She wouldn't stay yeah. on the show. I mean, that's pretty much it for the episode, right? Yeah, and with with Ebony's paternity storyline, I zoned out so much. I didn't even notice the trailer for next week. It's just I, I looked enough, up and the episode was over and I was like, oh. Enough with the yentl, with the Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you see me? Papa, can you find me in the night? We don't care. Like, <laughs> don't I just, care. I just don't care, honestly. At the end of the day, her dad is one of three brothers. Whoop-de-fucking-doop. And they're already working on the assumption that one of the – brothers was her dad and they were like referring to her him as her dad and I was like I, I kind of want more proof other than what this genetic expert has told you. I know. I have to say yeah, that the, the stuff from next time it doesn't look that interesting. Yeah I, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. So I wrote three dot points only. Leah has lunch with her family and her mum passively aggressively shades her. Uh, more talk about Sonia's sobriety with Luann and Ramona. I'm like, is this mm. your fucking storyline this season? Anyway, and then we have to talk about Harry Dubin. Like, are we serious I, again with the Harry Dubin? Can I mean, we what stop, is it, 2015? Can we stop talking about Harry fucking Dubin? He's not even cute. He must have the biggest dick, honestly. Oh, he's swinging. Why do we have to talk about this Ugmo man? It's not <sighs> cute. It's, I'd rather talk about Juan Dixon, and you know I'm not the biggest fan. Well, At least he's attractive. Juan's very hot, but he has been sort of a bit insensitive to Robin with her depression. It's a very nice way of saying he's being a freaking jerk, but sure. He's being a jerk, yeah. Yeah, he's being a jerk. Do you want to get into Potomac? Let's get into Potomac. <laughs> Land of the free, home of the shade. I don't mind that either, actually. I think the titles like are good it. this app. I, yeah, ha- I have yeah. an issue straight off the bat. Go for it. Um, what happened to the fucking fight we were promised last episode? <sighs> they bamboozled us. They did bamboozle us. They they bamboozled us like Erica Jane. Yep, bamboozle Jane. Yeah. I guess it's next week. Yeah, we're still in fucking Williamsburg. Giselle still wants Ray to leave and pay his bills. I love that. That was funny. I'm, as much as I'm not a Giselle fan, I'm very happy to put my hand up and say, bitch is funny. Oh, she's funny, and I never want her to leave this show. You like, you know, how sometimes you don't like someone and you want them gone. Like we Candace, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh God, get rid of her. We we need Giselle, and Giselle single is so much more pleasant than Giselle in a relationship. Giselle in a relationship is obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. I loved um, <laughs> this episode. My highlight was Karen calling Escala Tesla Tesla. <laughs> what? Yeah, I wrote it down. I can't remember she, what she said. She said, oh, let's get Tesla to help with our Tescala. bag. Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> Love it. And then she told her later, she's like, oh, I thought your name was Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so good. Oh, so good. I must say, when they were in the first scene, when they were sitting at that table, did you notice that Karen's sideburn was two separate colours? Oh, no, I didn't. Half her sideburn was orange and the other half was more brown. (laughs) 
It's like when she put her weave on. I don't know. I, I even took a photo. I could have. I was supposed to send it to you so you could see it. It was really distracting. I'm like, bitch, your sideburn's like the wrong colour to your hair. It was strange. Mm. But you can hardly see it. So the hair, I'm going to send it to you. Hold on a sec. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll put it up on Insta. Okay. But you have to kind of... Um, zoom in because it's like they covered it with makeup because it okay so zoom when you get the photo zoom into her ear and you can see that it's like they've covered and it goes all the way down to her earlobe it's like they've covered it with makeup okay it's like you might want to put that shit behind your ear honey or was good pickup you've got eagle eyes uh, i'm just a judgy bitch (laughs) <laughs> like, let's face it, it's fucking strange, man. You're going to have to put a circle around it so people can actually see it. Yeah, I will do that. Because it's not, it's bizarre. And no shade, like all women have that. Sorry, well, not all women. Unless you go and get it lasered, most women have hair that goes down there. Like, hello. So I don't have a problem <laughs> with there being hair there, but why is it like orange foundation, you know, pumpkin beige? <laughs> Funny. Oh, what else did you like this episode? I just love everything about Karen and Giselle fighting. I just love oh, it. And I do not I get know. why a fucking Candace is trying to be this peacemaker. I'm sorry. We are not taking friendship advice from fucking Candace. Fuck off. No way. No Ugh. way. No. I love that Karen, they're like, Karen, that happened four years ago. And she's like, that's semantics. It's yeah. semantics. <laughs> I love it. She's the best. She's, I'm sorry, Karen is hilarious. And I really feel like Karen and Giselle really build each other up in terms of their ability to deliver banter and shade. Like it's a masterclass. I of, know. Of shade They're like the Abbott and Costello. Like you, you hear about all these actors over time who you, they were like a great duo, and then you'd hear that they weren't actually friends. And it's like I can't think of like Sammy Davis Jr. and someone else. I can't think now. But they weren't actual friends, and you're like, how were they not friends? And this is how because them hating oh. each other makes themselves better. B-, B. Arthur and um, Betty White didn't yes. really – they liked each other, but they didn't really get along. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, but, but on screen – Oh, gold. Banter, banter. Gold. They and are I just love, the best. I love that they showed us the clip with the mime. Like, that's my favourite moment in the world. I know. And the fact I, that every time uh, they Karen fight, didn't I know it was coming up, that. I loved that. That's when so when they were sitting there and they – Giselle's like that clown there – and Karen didn't realise there was one right there. Just fucking gold. Just gold. So good. Oh, good times. Good times. Um, and uh, then yeah. when she needs to calm down about staying in the cottage. Yeah, get over it. So fucking what? She does not like being the most important person in the room. You think she'd be used to it by now? <laughs> I don't know. So with Giselle and Robin just like trash talking how she dresses and stuff, like I was sort of agreeing with them. Like I get that it's judgy, but I was sort of agreeing with them. Look, no one needs to have – like you can have your sexuality and I can also have the opinion that I don't want it in my fucking face. I can have that opinion. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm right. They're like it's a lot. It's distracting. And as I said to you before, I don't give a shit how Wendy wants to dress and how mm-hmm. much she wants to cover or not cover her brand new body. No problem. 
but I, I do have an opinion on what she chooses to wear in terms of like whether I think it's good style or not. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I think that Wendy is dressing for a music video clip. Do I think she's dressing for – if I saw someone walk down the road and their three-quarters of their breastage was out and being strangled by their clothing, I'd effing notice it and I'd probably turn around to my friend and go, whoa, holy shit, did you see those tits? I probably would. In Colonial Williamsburg of all places. Exactly. I know a lot of people are like, you know, and especially Karen was like, you're being judged, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's what we do. We do judge how each other looks. And do I think it's rich coming from Giselle? Yeah. With that fucking rose sweater, like, gross. It was so distracting. Robin's talking about her depression affecting her marriage and all I could focus on was what (laughs) Giselle was wearing. I was, you know what I had in my head? Painting the roses red, painting the roses (laughs) red. Like, seriously, that's what I was thinking. Like, that shot, that sweater should be on the Alice in Wonderland. Like, fuck off with that sweater. I know. I mean, at least Wendy was wearing a Versace bustier. I mean, did I think it was lovely? No, but that's just my opinion. With Wendy, for me, like what I'm, I'm just, I just think there's just a disconnect between season one Wendy and season two Wendy, which is what there I is. think Giselle and Robin are getting at. Yeah. The whole point is dress however you want, be happy of your body, good for you, but it's just like you're acting so different. So like, is it reading as fake? Is it reading as desperate? Like, what is it? Basically, Robin is saying, I think she's covering up for something serious because she's acting, there's less substance. She's acting superficially. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really what she means. You're acting all like life's perfect, everything's superficial, and it's not. There's a pandemic going on. Like, you know, last season you were all worried about women's rights, um, BLM, and now all of a sudden all you care is what you're wearing. Like, there is a disconnect. Oh, my God. Great. Like, is this, was this filmed pre-election or post-election? So I feel like it might be pre because every other season at the moment is pre-election, yeah, correct? Yeah, oh, well, Roni's just finished with the election. And I remember I when we were – in my mind there wasn't a lot of time between last season Potomac and this season Potomac. I felt like it was very quick. Well, because they, they moved it back yeah. to Potomac. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I just think – Wendy was having – remember she had an event last season where yes. she was talking about how important the election is and yeah. now we've not heard a word. Yeah. And I think that's really where Robin's coming from and Giselle's just happy to talk about gossip and, hey, we need that too. Yeah. I think it's a stretch to say that she's acting like this because of the cheating allegations, you know, pushed mm-hmm. around town about Eddie. Really? You think that's why? I think it's just like any other woman who gets – um, reconstruction done on her body. She's loving it. She feels great. Bitch just had a baby a few months ago. She feels amazing. She just wants to show it off. Yeah, I but it's episode it's, six. But I think it's as and simple as that. I think that they're going to be making it potentially a bigger deal than it needs to be because they're trying to go, oh, it's be- this is how they're trying to bring in the Eddie cheating rumours. Yeah. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. I know people who, when they get their so boobs done... So, did you say done, one doesn't have anything to do with, with it? <laughs> oh, no. Thanks for the dad joke, Nathan. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't... Oh, now, now I can only think of saying one. So, I just think girl got a tits done and wants to show off. I don't think it's any more of a deal than that. Last season, she had just had a baby a few months before that. So, no, she wasn't feeling her body last season. I don't give a shit. I think that her fashion needs to be crucified. I don't think she, <laughs> I don't think her body needs to be crucified. And the fact that she wants to show her body, I don't care. Just put better clothes on. 
for me, it's just I can be happy to, for you until an extent, you know. Oh, yeah, just I don't like care. if Ebony gets her dad, I'll be happy for her, but that's it. I mean, you know how I feel about Wendy. I don't give a shit about Wendy. I don't give a shit about Wendy's tits. Good for her. But I'm over it. If this is her whole storyline and one fucking candle that doesn't actually have a business plan, like she <laughs> can, sent. she can go. At this point, I'm enjoying hating Candace more than I'm enjoying anything about Wendy. I have no notes on Candace for this episode. Did she do anything interesting? Um, oh yes, I have a note on Candace. Okay. So the dinner. And there was that charcuterie board and Candace <laughs> admitted that she sucks at charcuterie boards. <laughs> you know, last season when she did what she called a charcuterie, which was that fucking tea cookies and grapes and a water gouda and some strawberries under a candle cloche. Like, yeah, this has you, been on your mind for a while. You know her $10 charcuterie board pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on! I think we—I think anyone would rather a happy meal than the mess that she put out last <laughs> season. Like, I know, I know. Fuck, man! The fact that she admitted that she needs help with charcuterie boards—that made me happy. That made, but it also <laughs> pissed me off because it made—it reminded me of the the pain I went through with that fu- those fucking tea cookies. I had to Google what a tea cookie was. It was a mess. <laughs> Got you aggravated all oh, over again. It did. It, she activated me. What about when they were taught, they were, I can't even remember where they fucking were. I think this was when they were still at dinner and Giselle goes on to Candace about Chris riding on Candace's coattails by being her husband, Jur. Yeah, I, I don't like that word. I hate that word, by, by being her manager. I mean, come on, let's just admit it. Chris is her manager because she can't afford to pay one because she's paying for all of this out of her own pocket. No one believes in Candace. No one's investing in Candace but Candace. Mm-hmm. So I think that's hilarious. I love that I just said that. No one believes in you, Candace. <laughs> no, no one does. You're right. So this is why he's doing it because she needs to have someone do it that isn't getting paid. And if she manages herself, then no one's going to even try to take it seriously. I just can't believe that that's how Giselle goes after her friends, let alone Karen. I mean, she even fucking told Robin off. Not understanding. Yeah, Giselle's messy. This is the part where I like that Ascala, whatever her name is, when she turned around and Tesla. Tesla and turned around to Robin and said, you know, I battle depression and some of the things you're saying sounds like depression. And the way that she said it yeah. was really kind and gentle and caring to Robin. And of course it takes someone who's experienced it to be that nice in this group. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I have to say about Ascala. We're looking forward to next week. What's happening next week? I can't remember. The fight that we've been promised. Oh fuck yes! Yeah. See, I already forgot. I'm up. I'm up for yeah. the fight. And what's with the fucking water aerobics? I don't know. Giselle babe. doing water aerobics, like it's like. Produ- <laughs> I don't know. I think production are doing their best to try to find a storyline for Giselle because they know her storyline can't. It can't simply be sold as well, she's here to fight with Carrot, which we know that's the only reason she's there. But it's enough reason for me. And then Ashley. Gets in trouble. Oh my god, I forgot about Ashley as well. I think it's slack that Ashley gets in trouble for telling what's her name for telling Wendy about what Giselle and Robin said. Because Candace seems to be blaming Ashley and telling yeah. her to get her milk and get out of her house. 
like take your milk and go. It's like uh, it's not fucking Ashley's fault that Giselle is a sh- is shady boots. Yeah, I'm that's looking- misdirected anger. Yeah, well, fucking Candace. <laughs> so that's all I got about that. I mean, R.I.P. Dallas, right? Yeah, R.I.P. Dallas, but the Salt Lake trailer gave me life. Cannot. And, and so I'm happy. Cannot wait. You know, it never occurred to me that she was going to be on the show again. I figured once she was arrested, that would be it. But not only is she on season two, I think they're going to go straight into season three so they don't miss all her legal shit. Thank fuck. I know. I'm engaging with that. I am so engaging. Like, I think not only will this be a TV movie, I think (laughs) it will be a three-parter. I do not yeah. think that, like, Erica Jane, you could wrap it up in, in one movie maybe. I don't know. But this one, this is going to have to be, like, the visual three-volume novel. I cannot wait. Well, I think the difference is because Jen's such a hothead. She's so I volatile. Know. She gives. Yeah, she gives a lot. She gives a lot. And so I, I brushed off the Dallas RIP. Do you want to say any few words about Dallas in memoriam? Um, how am I going to live without Mama D? Like yeah, she we was the need Mama D on something. I want to see her do something, hear her do something, and not give a rip. Do you know what my my dream would be to have her as a guest on Below Deck? Oh my god, that is brilliant! I had a to literally put my head Mama a, D as a guest. I had to put my head away from the microphone because I screamed so loudly. That is effing amazing. Mama D and her friends and Deandra, because you need her to have Deandra to like, well, let's say it, like to put her down in front of the crew. And I want the the lower third to be Deandra, um, Mama D's daughter. (laughs) You know, like that's the hierarchy. Oh, my God. You know how like they're doing all these like housewives-y megacast trips? Like they need to do Mm -hmm. like a housewife's mum cast trip. You've been saying that for years. Oh, You've been on, on that. Just a cast trip. When maybe maybe like when the world opens up and they can go to some fancy pants country. I don't know. Mm, mm. I just yeah, Mama D is who I'm really going to miss. Definitely. I, I won't miss Dallas. No. No, I won't really, apart from Mama D. Like that's the only time I really get off on Dallas. I'm wondering if it means that they can open up and do another franchise somewhere else because we're only oh, i'd we, be happy with a houston i'd be like we Austin. haven't done chicago that's what i want no there hasn't but been a chicago is back in new york now though like have we lost tins that would have been our chance tinsley like i know i know tinsley's got to get back on new york some oh did yeah, you see that Scott. did you see that they've did we talk about this last week how they're doing another housewives cast trip like from different seasons but it's past housewives oh yes so Dorinda, i saw that jill? jill zarin who else what's her name from atlanta i was never into her the lawyer uh, yeah the, the, oh phaedra i mean a lot of people love love phaedra and miss her so you know that's that's cool she just was never for me I'm a Portia I loved when fan. she pretended that she didn't know how long she was pregnant for. I know. Oh, my God, that was funny, actually. That was funny. Yeah, I'm that'll just, be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and I'm, Taylor Armstrong enough? Oh, yes. She's going to be boring, though. She was always a fucking wet blanket. Yeah. Taylor's boring. Sorry. 
Maybe she won't be, though. Maybe I'll get a new love for Taylor. Well, it's just sometimes you need a boring person in between all these hotheads. Yeah, that's true. That That is true. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. And you need because otherwise you, you need just someone get, like, to Ramona cop... and Sonia screaming at dinner. You need someone to cop the shit that they're, ta- that they're selling. So, yeah. it's like, if you're going to take a shit out on someone who, it's probably going to be poor Taylor. I mean, but when are we going to see the first one and they've already planned in the second one? When are we seeing it, people? I, I hope we get a trailer soon. You're fucking better. I mean, it must be after Beverly Hills is over. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, Have they filmed Reunion for Beverly Hills yet? I don't think so. Mm, looking, f- I'm interested to see what Erica will and won't say on Reunion because, I mean, she may not share. I mean, they're going to ask her about the car accident and, and explain the timeline, but watching uh-huh. her react to what people have said about her in confessionals and in scenes she's not in... She won't react. You don't reckon? She'll be stone-faced Xanaxed Sally. Yeah, probably. I, uh, although, I don't I, know. I still want to see it and I still want to talk about it. But it's like you brought up the car accident. No yeah. one else knew about the car accident. Yeah. So we're talking about the car accident because you brought it up, babe. So you're not yeah, getting out of it. that's it. I just I don't understand three-year timeline, three-and-a-half timeline, four-year timeline, ten-year timeline. I know she's going to keep saying I can't talk about it. But I do want Andy to to keep asking. Just, no, he just, needs to be on fire. Just keep asking because I know you guys film for 10 hours. She might break. And even if yeah, she doesn't, I want you to up. keep going. I want you to be like full freaking Barbara Walters. You know what? Fuck shit. Andy. I want Sutton to moderate the reunion. A hundred percent. Yeah, we don't need no Nicki Minaj. We need Sutton to do it. That's right. Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> oh, well, even should, fucking should we Anderson a- Cooper, because Andy has not been delivering at these reunions of late. He needs to step it up. He does. He, he does. does. I'm still salty about that Potomac reunion where he just like wasted. Didn't he, care. He wasted that reunion. Yeah, wasted it. Disappoint. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up, lovey. Yeah, we've talked about everything pretty yeah, much. Yeah, no, I need some lunch. I've ran out of champagne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, well, bye. Bye. Bye.